welcome to The Bend. Everybody, I am your host, Rebecca Warner, but all of you will get to know me as Beck. We bring you tales from the trail, and of course, our guests tell their stories too. Whether it's hunting, fishing, camping, hiking, if it happens outdoors, we're going to share it with you right here on the bend. By the way, folks, get a hold of me anytime at 305 900 Bend. That's B E N D, or 305 305- 900-2363 or drop me an email at bendradioshow at gmail.com. Facebook, Instagram, I am there. Follow at The Ben Show. A huge thank you to those who brought us today's show. Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV, Wolf Auctioneers, Mickey's Mustard, Downtown Threads, and Loeb's Lake Oahe Guide Service. I am so thrilled to have all of you joining us here today. Back with us again, my co-host, producer, Glutton for Punishment, Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. Hi. Hello. Congratulations on season episode number one last week, which went very well, which by the way, I will add that after we got done when we were talking about your vertical gun racks last week. Oh, yes, I, I still love that. Okay, I obviously loved them so much. I did go online and I ordered some. They're not here yet, but I will text you. I'll send you an email when they are. Very Please cool. do. So, I'll come running over with my level. I'll even help you out. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. What are we, uh, what's going on today? What are we talking about? Rifle season is open for many of us or is about to. And I'd like to focus on sighting in our rifles as part of hunting gear prep, dusting off that rifle and your skills. Now, just so everyone knows, I'm not talking about the newly set up rifles. That's going to be for another discussion down the road. No, I'm, I'm looking at your old faithful, the one that's in the closet, the gun cabinet, the gun safe. Hanging that... on the vertical gun rack. Well played. That. Why is this so important or at least important in my opinion? Well, because we all want to have that humanely and accurately placed shot, wood stocks, you know, especially depending on what kind of wood they may be made out of, can expand or dry out with humidity. And also maybe think back over the last year where you may have been hunting in case you might have been hunting where you usually do. Then there's these other ideas, these other incidences that could have happened. Did you maybe drop your rifle? Maybe someone bumped it riding around in the vehicle with And they it. didn't mean to bump it. Sorry, I'm jumping in there. They didn't mean to bump it, but, you yeah. know, accidents happen when you're jumping in and out of vehicles. Absolutely. Yeah. A friend, a, a family member might have bumped it, dropped it, may not have said something to it. Maybe they felt embarrassed well, about if, it. Well, if they dropped my rifle, I really want somebody to come up and say, Tigger, I'm sorry I dropped your rifle. Um, that's my little two cents for everybody. If you drop somebody else's rifle, just let them know. So there's a lot of possibilities that could happen, and, you know, we could probably go on and on on these different scenarios of why it's probably a good idea to see is that rifle shooting the way you want it to be when i start off with hunting season i always like to start off with a clean rifle before i do any of my sighting in and also i always have handy the ammo purchase that i'm planning to use that's just part of my checklist of do you have your gear ready so before i head to the range or anything else here's another quick tip don't forget that hearing protection I've got quite a few family members that have lost some of their hearing from, you know, firearms. It happens. What was that? That's right. 
Some proper things to do from an expert that I checked out, Bass Pros One Source Experts. Their expert, Don Sangster, wrote a great and easy read article on taking the mystery out of sighting in a rifle. And so I suggest everybody take a chance, check it out, especially if you're new to sighting in your rifle. So here's my little quick list. Uh, when I start sighting out a rifle, I usually start at 50 yards. I like just to see kind of Why where do you it's do at. That? Why do you start at 50? Because it's close enough where there won't be any drop or windage or anything like that will take effect. Okay, I got you. And if it looks like it's shooting fairly on, then I'll move out the target to 100 and 200. And so here's another little <laughs> tip when I'm out shooting also is I always like to try and have a spotter with. It helps a lot when you're in the middle of shooting. They can tell you, you know, your first shot is to the left or to the right. And just another eye on where you're at. There's one of those things, too. It's a great feeling when you've had three shots and they're good ones. And you hear someone behind you saying, you're dead on. <laughs> me as a lady, I do prefer shooting with somebody with me, especially if it's somebody that is a like shooter as myself. For me, I'm lucky. My brother, he shoots very similar to how I do. I always shoot in groups of three, and then I let my barrel cool off. By the way, just a little side note, it is important to let that barrel cool off before each of your rounds. Of, and when I say rounds, I mean like groups of three to let it cool off just so we don't have any discrepancies in accuracy there either. But what my brother does is I'll take the first round of three and I shoot a 7M Ultra Mag, which can be a little bit hard on the, the shoulder, take a little bit out of you. And then after my barrel's cooled, he'll take three shots. And then we can really see where that rifle is sitting. And it helps to go back and forth between us. And that way, I'm not getting beat up as bad from that rifle. I always make sure to try and shoot on a very calm day. That's really important. Other thing is to have a flat shooting spot. That's why I usually suggest going to a range. They're already set up. And the third thing is learning your drop. And when I talk about learning your drop, depending on your rifle, do a little bit of research. Depending on the grain of the bullet and the caliber of the rifle, the drop can be very quick and significant. So here's a little hint that I do. You're, I, you're talking about the drop of your projectile, your, your bullet is what you're talking about. Yes, good catch, and thank you for clarifying. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I print out a small sheet of the yards. If I have time, I'll laminate it. And what I'll have is the yards and then the calculated drop, projected drop of that bullet. And what I'll do is I'll actually tape it to the outside of the stock. Then that way I can quick easily, if I'm out in the field, take a glance and say, hey, when I did my rangefinder, this animal's at 250 yards. I can quickly calculate what I speculate the drop of the bullet to be last time I had it sighted in. Yes. Okay. That's, that's pretty cool. Making a little cheat sheet of... If it's X, Y, and Z, I need to move one, two, or three clicks this way or that way. You got it. Aha. Uh -huh. So knowing your equipment, very, very, very important. Very good. All right. Continue, please, as we get ready to wrap up. My final thought, always remember, store those rifles unloaded, please. <laughs> All right, friends. Have some thoughts. Remember, call me here at The Bend. Love to hear from you. 305-900-BEND. That's 305 900 2363 or shoot an email my way at bendradioshow at gmail.com coming up next what happens when the girlfriend is the bow hunter we'll have more on that when we come back from the break
Whether it is a dream rifle or one for the collection, Wolf Auctioneers has become my go-to for all firearm and collectible auctions. Wolf Auctioneers offers convenient online bidding and shipping across the United States to your favorite FFL dealer. Check out Wolf, that's W-O-L-F-F-F-F, wolfauctioneers.com, and follow them on Facebook. Wolf Auctioneers, I'm sold. This is Sean McCoy with Mickey's Mustard. If you're like me, you love your condiments. So, are you feeling hot and sassy? Digging something sweet and zesty? Mickey's Mustard has it all. Mickey's is 100% all-natural mustard sauce made with banana peppers. And get this, it's fat-free to boot. Shop at Mickey's. That's M-I-C-K-E-Y-S. Mickey'sMustard.com. Ain't nothing like it, and it's straight from the heart of Texas. I love this stuff. I ate the whole bottle in like two days. Welcome back. I think a lot of the guys out there can relate. When you want to get your significant others out into the blind to enjoy a hunt, the outdoors, the time together. Ladies, have you taken your man up on the offer? Now, let's turn the tables. How about when she is the bow hunter and gets her man hooked on sitting in the blind with her? Ashley Harris is an outgoing, energetic woman that loves to hunt. Obviously, she got her guy into it as we are about to hear and pretty much anything that has to do with the outdoors. And that's not all. She is a professional photographer with some inside tips. Ashley, welcome to The Bend. To get the conversation going, tell us how you developed a love for the backcountry. Gosh, I have been hunting since I've been little. Um, one of my first experiences with hunting was with my 410, with my Papa Ray, my grandpa, my dad's dad, and we were hunting ducks down in Sargent County, and there was a lot more, I believe, talking and him drinking coffee, me hot chocolate, and Lorna Dunes, but... Quick question, did your grandpa have candy in his pockets like mine did? Absolutely. Um, one grandpa always had lemon drops, and Papa Ray had cookies, Lord of Dunes, the shortbread cookies, always. Quick question, what kind of a cookie is that? Lorna Dunes, it's a shortbread cookie. Pretty sure eat those with his coffee because they were um, softer, so with the false teeth, he can always have them, and they didn't get hard out when we were cold hunting. <laughs> you said you were shooting a 410. Did it drop you on your butt? <laughs> no, not that time. But Grandpa did say with the two shells that I shot, I shot like 10 birds. But I'm pretty sure I was lucky that I got one when they all flew up when I snuck um, into the slough. But I did get a picture with my duck and my grandpa outside the house that day. So this girl, when she pulled up, she pulled up in a Jeep. I'm going to be a little bit jealous there. I used to have one. Love them. But yes, this girl, I can tell she's outdoorsy, has a Jeep. By the way, Jeep is not a sponsor yet. So what is what can we find in the back of your Jeep if we open the back door? Right now, there is my bow and my boyfriend's bow and probably my little buddy heater because it's getting a little cold these days and I get a little cold hunting, but that's okay. It's all part of the game. Have you ever walked up in the blind and the bucks were maybe already in the area? Oh, absolutely. 
usually when we pull up, you know, we're there well before dark or in the, walk in in the dark and you either spook something out by you can hear it or you see them run off and you sneak in and, you know, they're going to come back because they're in their route. We do have some trail cams out, so we've been watching some. We've been having some great ones come in, but we, we definitely could have shot some this year, but we're all about preserving for the future too so we can see the progress that there's going to be in years to come. It's all about habitat and looking out for future generations of hunters, not just harvesting the first deer that comes in. Not to say we're a trophy hunters, but we do take pride in the, the animals that um, are on my family's land and love to watch them as much as we do hunt them. You said your boyfriend's also into bow hunting. Is there been any kind of a um, learning to how each other maybe hunts a little bit differently? Or were you both kind of on the same page? Or, or has there been a little bit of give and take maybe on that? Let me tell you, he just started. I got him into it. Oh, really? I'm always hunted with his family here and there. Not a not an avid hunter, but enjoyed doing it with his family a couple times a year. But now he has found the passion for it with me. He bought his first bow this year and started shooting. And it's his first year. And I think it was his sons and nephews saying, Ashley's a better shot than you, Rusty. And now he has his own bow and he's getting it dialed in. Wow. So he's taking tips from you. Oh, absolutely. I I help him with that. He got into it because of me and he's really enjoying it. He is having those buck dreams. And I did tell him the other night, I went out a couple times by myself and absolutely love, love, love to hunt and be out there by myself. But to see it through his eyes and experience with him was like, it's obviously not a child teaching him, but seeing it through someone's eyes the first time is so much more fun than doing it myself now. I love to share the experience with him. If you're like me, this girl, we both love to share experiences with other people. I think we've both been able to take some very beautiful deer in our lives or been on some awesome hunts and things, but I can totally agree that to see it through someone else's eyes for the first time, a lot of times like makes that moment all that more that you never would have even had a chance to think about it twice. It gets you to relive it again for the first time. Oh, absolutely. To see someone so strong and established and all of a sudden he's shaking his his knees because the deer he wants is right in front of him. And he's like, should I shoot it? Should I shoot it? And I'm like, yes, pull, pull. You know what I mean? For him to that excitement, it was like a, it was like a little kid. He, it was just amazing to watch him get so worked up when that animal is that close and not knowing you're there and getting to watch that animal. And it's, in its environment and being a part of that is just truly amazing. You also dabble in photography as well and not more than dabble. Have you found that it sometimes is just as much fun grabbing your cell phone to take those pictures as carrying the big one around? Oh, absolutely. When you're out in the stand, I, I'm not bringing my big cameras out there. With using large format cameras, obviously they make a little bit more noise than our cell phones can um, sneak in pictures when you're in the blind. If it's a selfie with your boyfriend or the buck by by the feeder, you know, you're always sneaking and seeing what you can get on camera. It's also, I think sometimes having that phone with is proof to show that there was one that came in. Oh, yes. They, they, they do come in and there's not always just fish stories. It, it, oh, it broke the line right before it got to the boat. No, it was there. We just didn't shoot it. So, you know, it is fun to not only shoot with your weapon of choice, you can shoot with a lens and you can still tag and bag that wonderful animal through film. 
Do you have any little tips maybe with lighting or anything like that when you're shooting maybe with your phone of people wanting to grab some special moments? Just depending on what you're shooting, um, they always say, you know, the golden hour. And to me, that's prime time when the deer are coming into um, those awesome evening shoots is great, especially in the fall now. These cameras on the phones, they're so user-friendly and so they can take beautiful things just on auto without missing out on the outdoors when you're there. Just taking in and being able to see what you saw when you were outdoors and relive it again is what it's what it's all about. So you can relive those those moments that you made in the outdoors. If you're a tog, a photographer or not, those are memories that you make with the loved ones when you when you share yourselves outdoors. I know one thing I've kind of picked up on is sometimes take pictures. You see where people say, oh, it's an overcast. It won't look as good. I've found that the colors are even better because then I don't have the shadows. Absolutely. That's, it's going to be, it's like a big softbox. It's, um, it's a diffuser. It's going to diffuse the lights. Actually, when you have overcast, it's better, especially for portraiture, because it's going to put that catch eye in light in your eyes and it's not going to have those harsh shadows of whatever you're shooting. You're not going to have the bright blue sky, but at the same time, the individual subject that you're choosing to shoot is going to pop more because it's not going to have overpowering shadows to interfere with. And then after taking those pictures, I know there's gotten to be some really great apps that are fast and we can pump that stuff out to social media quick. What's your favorite app? Well, I'm a Photoshop girl, so I do lots of my editing on computer, but what I really, Photoshop actually has an app that makes collages because there's usually so many, I want to tell a story about when I'm out there, not just sometimes one photo. I want to have the picture of the tree leading up to what I was doing this and then the deer. So I put these collages together. So there's a Photoshop collage maker where you could take your five or seven best photos and put it into a collage. And then you can share that on social media and it can show your whole outing a story. Ashley, thank you for joining me by the fire and telling the story. But the love tale doesn't stop there. Later, Rusty will come back and give us his impression of being in the blind. But that's for another episode. A great example of patience and sharing our interests with the ones we love. Stick around. We will be back with more of The Bend right after this. To be known, you have to be seen. To be seen, you have to be noticed. Downtown Threads has us covered. They provide that upscale, stylish, noticeable custom embroidery design for premium clothing, apparel, and caps. They do it all for us. Downtown Threads Oklahoma has the graphic design team and knowledge to take your look to the next level and be seen. Call today, 580-237-7060, and follow on Facebook at Downtown Threads Oklahoma. Hashtag catch back if you can. Hey guys and gals, this is John Arman with Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV. Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV travels the back roads to the backwaters in pursuit of the ultimate adventure in hunting and fishing. Join Team UOA every week for exciting action in the crosshairs of the outdoors. Catch Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV on YouTube, Amazon Prime, and make sure to follow Team UOA on Facebook and Instagram to share in the ultimate outdoor adventure. everybody thanks for sticking with us we are on our final bend and we're going to share with you a trail hack here you know that lunch along the trail day hiking or on that fishing trip 
If you're like me, packing snacks and a lunch can sure be tricky. Well, Tigger introduced this idea to me, DIY MREs. Yes, you heard that right. Might recognize the term MRE, meal ready to eat. Now the military uses these and now they've kind of gotten very popular with many of the outdoor enthusiasts. So bringing this about, Tigger, I'm going to throw this at you. What got okay. you interested? <laughs> All right. I know. Go ahead. My tongue got tied on that yeah. one. I was just sitting back kind of, uh, drinking coffee. Yes, your question, please. What got you so interested into DIY MREs? Oh, okay. I am a avid hiker and camper and hunter and fisher and all those types of things and because i'm i'm kind of i don't want to say a nutrition buff but i I like to eat healthy as much as i can he is he's always on my case and i would love to have the big bag of reese's peanut butter cups and that's what i would live off of but you know i would have a diabetic seizure so i wanted to see if i could make my own meals my own mres and there's several out there that are very very good very very good but me being the cowboy and me the ranch kid i wanted to see if i could do my own so i started by dehydrating my own meals not not to freeze dried i'm talking dehydrate so i dehydrated the the chicken and the, and the beef and the different meat and the vegetables and i tried to make my own stews so i put plenty together Wow. And we're talking about meals where you would just heat up water, maybe out on the trail oh, and yeah. add them sorry, to them? Sorry. Yes, that's right. Sorry. That uh, X amount of water needed to go back into into the pouch and they, they needed to be reheated on the trail. And uh, w- when I would make them, I would uh, you know dehydrate them, as I said, and then put them in uh, vacuum seal them. That's what I'm trying to say. There vacuum you go. Seal. Yeah. Okay. So quick question for you, because mm-hmm. I know you helped me put some together for a recent elk hunt that I did, which by the way, we'll, we'll get into that elk hunt here in a couple episodes from now, but how did they turn out? Did you like them? Well, there's rule, there's a rule of four when it comes to the DIY MREs, or I'm just going to say eating on the trail. This is Tigger's rule of four. So first one is nutrition. And depending upon what you're doing, if you are exerting a number of calories, you A, you, you got to have the nutrition. And the second rule is you got to have the calories. Okay. So that's kind of num- number one. Number two. Number three is how does it taste? Was it any good? Well, I'm getting to that. Just hold on here, overachiever. And number four was uh, is it digestible? Oh my gosh, that's a good one. Yeah, is it palatable? That's a big thing. So here's my thing, y'all, is, is here's where we're going, is try these at home first and foremost, just like breaking your hunting boots in, right? That's you true. said sighting your gun in, right? Absolutely. Same thing right here. So to answer your question, did I have the caloric intake in these meals? Absolutely. Was the nutrition there? Oh, you bet. Did they taste good? No, they were terrible. I mean, I'm talking these things were terrible. Did they make me sick? No. But here's my point is that I tried them at home first to see if they were going to work versus the night before the hunt, go and throw a pile of them in my bag and then get out there in the bush and go, okay, these are miserable. Or worse yet, they upset your stomach and you're spending the majority of your day trying to find some privacy behind some tree somewhere. 
Now I'm laughing because as I said, he helped me put these together and some of this wasn't told to me. I was more or less directed along back sticking to foods that I know that a I like will eat and will enjoy, but also give me that protein and caloric intake that I needed mm-hmm. on the trail. He left out the, these other parts. So that's good to know. Well, it's a little tricky to kind of put the whole thing together. Idiot. So, Hey everybody, let me tell you what Tigger had me put together. He had me use a gallon size bag. And what we put together was probably enough food for more than just myself. But what went into it was trail mix and he had me measure it out so that I had equal amounts in every bag and then as well as had a couple of beef jerkies things like that that I could grab really fast and then here was the kick for lunch was to have my cook kit with along with my bottles of water and I used dried soup mix and then added to the dried soup mix already cooked chicken that had different flavoring it to it so here i was on the trail making the little actual pouches that you yes. can get at the store yes yeah, a little like creation the, pouches yeah, like the little tuna pouches but yes. you can get some that were chicken i wasn't a fan of tuna i went with chicken to be honest but anyway they worked out great because here on the trail i'm having actual chicken noodle soup and the rest of the guys were a bit jealous and believe me i had problems keeping them their hands out of my mre they were trying to get my trail mix my extra candy i had a protein bar in there as well as some water we did flavorings. allow candy we did allow you yes. to have some because you needed the calories that was the other thing that we were kind of planning this this could potentially be a couple meals out there on the trail yes and i figured i could get at least at least three to four meals easily out of this before i would have even had to skimp a little bit so you know what i didn't have any of these issues behind a tree or anything that he hinted at (laughs) okay good and everybody was actually very impressed at the end of the day even some of the guys were telling their they're uh, my nephew that was with, hey, I want this for Father's Day as a gift. So you know what, everybody? Take a second next time to pre-plan for your hikes and trips and hunts. And I'll tell you what, it saved me a lot of headache, heartache, and any other problems that might have existed. Let me know what's in your MREs. Give me a shout at 305-900-BEND or drop me an email at bendradioshow at gmail.com. All right, a huge thank you to everyone who sat in the blind with me, my producer and co-host, Jeff Tigger Earhart, and our guest, Ashley Harris, our partners, Wolf Auctioneers, Mickey's Mustard, Downtown Threads, Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV, and Loeb's Lake Oahe Guide Service. And finally, a big thanks to all of you listeners out there that came along with us. Next week, I tell a bit about a recent hunting trip and I'm going to share a few tales from the trail. Keep up with me back all week long by following The Bend on Facebook and on Instagram at The Bend Show. This is Rebecca Warner, and remember to catch Beck if you can next week on The Bend. Before I turn you all loose, let me tell you about Loeb's Lake Oahe Fishing Guide Service. I know that was a mouthful. Let me say it one more time. Loeb's Lake Oahe Fishing Guide Service. The bite is on in South Dakota. Check out Loeb's Lake Oahe Fishing Guide Service on Facebook for year-round guiding and tips on extreme walleye fishing. Updates every week on what you need to know to land those keepers. That's Loeb's Lake Oahe Fishing Guide Service. I always have a great time when I'm there.